anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Prittling Fiction Podcast. I'm your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. And back with me after probably a lovely Thanksgiving full of deer and turkey is Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's up, man? Heck yeah. It was a it was a very good Thanksgiving. Uh I don't know about you, but we we got together with our family in Louisville this year. Uh, I haven't I haven't done that for several years. I usually go home and hunt the week of Thanksgiving and then just spend time with my grandmother. Um, but we got like the whole family got together for Thanksgiving in Louisville. And that was a lot of fun. Got to see my my cousin and all the kids and and even got to meet some family from out of town that I'd never met before. So it was it was really, really good. We we went and did top golf. Um, if you throw a baseball at me 80 miles an hour, I will put it wherever you want. If you set a golf ball on a tee in front of me, there is no telling where it's going. It's not going anywhere far, though. Yeah, golf is golf is a tough sport, man. It's one of those things where you can't just like pick it up casually and play. You have to do that shit religiously a lot, man. Um, man, it. There, there's so many little things in a golf swing that can go wrong that will send the ball just a million miles in the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, it's a very frustrating sport. It was it was entertaining. I mean, it was it was just top golf, so it's not like actual golf where you're you know shooting for or you're you're you know putting and stuff like that. Like you're just hitting the ball and trying. Yeah, to you're just drinking and fucking gripping and ripping. So the the experience itself was great. the The golfing was n- not so much. the long the The longer I hit golf balls, the less I wanted to hit golf balls. <laughs> I think I mean, it's been. You'd think I'd do a lot more golfing out here, but it's kind of expensive, and you know, it's just. I don't know. It's it's usually too hot. I mean, now it's getting a little nicer. I could golf in this weather, but over the summer and shit was the one time I went golfing and it was just a fucking scorcher, dude, like a hundred and some odd degrees. I don't know what the heat index was and there's fucking crocodiles all over the place. <laughs> just like <laughs> if you really want a challenge, dude, every water hole just has like 13 foot crocodiles hanging around it. And so it, it Every time you go up to like a water hazard, it's like, all right, don't hit it in the water. But now it's like, really don't hit it in the water because anywhere near the water, because there's fucking crocodiles and that ball is gone. And of course, every single time I put it over there by fucking crocodiles. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I don't know what I did for Thanksgiving here. It's not a thing. So I guess it was just another Thursday for me. I don't really remember what I was doing. 
nothing special, but there aren't aren't too many bad days here to begin with. So no complaints. Nice, nice little uh, relaxing weekend. And uh, yeah, I've been following some of the news. I don't know if it doesn't sound like you have. You've been checked out. I have been I have been thoroughly enjoying the Thanksgiving holiday. I I started a week early with my deer hunting trip and I've just yeah, I've kind of I've kind of zoned out on a lot of the news of the day. I have I have paid attention to a few things, but um not not a whole whole lot. Well, what do you want to start with today? Let's start with the Trump stuff because it 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 amuses me how they'll never let go of how Trump is such a like insanely unique evil that has to be stopped at all costs. Like now he's uh what is it? He's going to uh remove or he's gonna do away with Obamacare and so hundreds of or no yeah. uh forty million people, yeah. Forty million people are gonna be without 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 health care without yeah. health care now. Uh this is you know, I, I don't know if this is before or after he's going to imprison everybody and go after his political opponents. <laughs> because that was on the last episode we did. I think we covered that morning Joe episode. Um but this is yeah it it's pretty interesting to see just like the full court press of the left, you know, the the media the Hollywood academia, like they're all just they're getting out there Donald Trump talking points because the election's right around the corner and now they got to ramp up the fear mongering. So, yes, uh, the cost of Obamacare this is a Donald Trump uh, a truth. What does he call it? Is this a truth? <laughs> yeah, truth social or whatever. The cost of Obamacare is out of control. Plus, it's not good health care. I'm seriously looking at alternatives. We had a couple of Republican senators who campaigned for six years against it and then raised their hand not to terminate it. It was a low point for the Republican Party, but we should never give up. So that's the tweet or the the truth. And then uh, John Favreau. If Trump wins, 40 million people could lose their health care and insurance companies would get to deny coverage to people with pre-existing conditions. If Biden wins, that won't happen. Um, hundred percent, either one wins, it's not going to happen. It, it's not going away. It's an entitlement now. It's it's like getting rid of Social Security. They can't do it. Like like Trump said, six Republicans. They I'm sure they fucking campaigned and they were talking till they were fucking blue in the face about how they Obamacare sucks and we need to get rid of it and repeal and replace and all that shit and it's just like nothing happened absolutely nothing happened so if it didn't happen the first time why is it going to happen this time well and that's the that's kind of the crux of it right is a lot of the things that the left is like screaming oh my god trump is going to do this and trump is going to do that he had the opportunity and didn't do it what makes you think he's going to suddenly do it now? Also, a lot of the things that they're screaming, oh, my God, Trump's going to do this and this and this. Uh, that's the shit that Joe Biden has actually been doing. Right? So They're literally doing it. That's what's so fucking humorous about this. It's like it's either just some fucking fan delusional fantasy world that's never going to come true. Like Donald Trump's just going to start um, putting people in internment camps or they're describing exactly what's going on right now and trying to scare people into voting against it 
if Donald Trump wins, he's going to uh, target his political opponents and put them in jail. Uh, okay. Um, how many? <laughs> every fucking left wing article starts with all the charges against Trump and how he's facing like seven fucking life sentences or some shit. It's just like, okay, so we're already doing that. And uh, Donald Trump is not literally Hitler. So, yeah, he's not going to be throwing people into camps. And how many people from January 6th that after all of the video evidence that we've seen and everything else are still in jail for a violent insurrection that never was? Yeah. Yeah. So you, it, it doesn't even have to be his political opponents. It's if you don't vote for him, he's going to go after you. He might even call them terrorists. You never know. <laughs> I, I am pretty sure they have been called domestic terrorists. Of course. Yeah, of course. they have. I mean, parents going to parent teacher conferences or something or school board meetings were domestic terrorists. Libertarians are domestic terrorists. Uh, right wing extremists are domestic terrorists now because they were trying to overthrow democracy. It really is just unbelievable. Pro-Palestine groups and other democratic led groups that have staged similar um, hostile takeovers in the Capitol. They're not, though. They're fine. Nothing nothing has come of either of those, because there have been, over the last, I don't know, four months or so, there have been two separate occasions where Democrat-led, a Democrat-led mob had as many people in the Capitol building as the J6 uh, insurrectionists did on January 6th, and yet not a fucking word has been said. Nobody's been arrested. Nothing's happened at all. Yeah, that we're not concerned with that anymore. They're not trying to. They're not trying to overthrow democracy. No, no. It's just they whatever their cause is is always good, and whatever the other side's cause is, is always bad. It, it's pretty. Yeah, it is pretty ridiculous. Like right after the the Israel stuff. Israel Palestine stuff. Yeah, they stormed the fucking capital. It looked like it was getting pretty fucking rowdy. A bunch of were people arrested. Not that I'm aware of. If they were, they weren't put in solitary confinement and they're not going to be sitting there for the next couple of years awaiting trial. And I don't think um I, I sent you a clip. I don't think that there were um federal agents antagonizing the crowd trying to get them to do things that they weren't going to do to begin with. Yeah, there are, as more of the J6 videos come out, there are more and more examples of uh, of Capitol Police taking action against otherwise completely nonviolent, like peaceful people who are just standing around to try to incite a reaction and get them to, to be violent and do crazy shit. That didn't really work. Couldn't hear it. <laughs> but it's it's basically um, a cop, clearly a cop. You can see his badge hanging off his neck. And he says, uh, yeah, we're, what does he say exactly? Where we go in dressed as Antifa? Undercover as Antifa in a crowd. So. Uh, yeah, we go in undercover as Antifa in a crowd. Yeah. Okay. All right. So... And if you remember when they were doing the, the January 6th hearings, they asked a, a bunch of people 
if there were undercover officers in the crowd or any federal agents in the crowd. And we never really got a straight answer. We didn't get a no, but we never got like a, a number as to how many there were or if there were any, they just sort of dodged the question. So this guy's caught on a mic saying that, yep, we went in undercover as Antifa to a Trump rally. Why would they want to do that? There was there was one video. I wish I'd saved it um, with the initial release a couple weeks ago that showed a guy in uh, who like was one of the, the infiltrators in Congress that was running around being crazy and getting like trying to stir people up and Capitol Police cuff him and take him like drag him away. And as soon as they get like out of the main area where everybody else is and get him into a room like just them, they take the cuffs off of him and he fist bumps all of them and then goes out the back door. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that one. Uh, yeah. And so it's like, <laughs> nice job, dude. You really you really played your part. Well, I get it. Get out of here before anybody else sees you pretty fucking ridiculous man and we, I mean, we saw were... a bunch of other videos of these people just sort of nonchalantly strolling through the capitol police escorting them very calmly didn't look like anything like if, if you just saw that and you had no context you'd just be like this is just people walking through a building there's nothing going on here and then of course uh one of those guys on camera was wearing a red sweatshirt and uh they jerked him around in court Got him to got him to fucking plea out to a fucking deal and then slapped on an additional nine years or something like that and he killed himself. Okay. Okay. Yeah. One less domestic terrorist, I guess. Mission accomplished. These motherfuckers, dude. This is great, like a crazy amount of propaganda. And it's just it's so blatant. I, I don't understand how I mean. I'm trying to put myself in the retarded shoes of a leftist right now. And it's like, you see all this stuff going on. Like, how do you not realize that this is the game that they play? Like, how could you still just be NPC, Donald Trump, orange man, bad? I, I don't get it, man. I, I couldn't possibly imagine being in that kind of mindset where there's just no amount of evidence to the contrary that's going to change your mind. Not necessarily that Donald Trump's like a great guy and you should vote for him or something like that, but just don't you see what's going on here? How can it's, you not see this? It's like like when you read 1984 and you saw the stuff that they talked about where you know they the Ministry of Truth goes back and rewrites history and uh, you... You were asked not to believe the things that you saw with your own eyes, but to believe what the censors told you that was was true. It, it's like when when I remember reading that and thinking, how do people not? How do they not see this? How is it like how could how could you imagine a future where people are told one thing? And even though they literally just saw the exact opposite happen, they believe the thing they're told because they're told that that's the truth. And the thing that they saw was not. And it's like, how does that, how could that even possibly happen? And then here we are today. And it's, it's the definition of the fucking left. Like it is the, it is the world that they live in. I mean, the desire for compliance and to just go unquestioning, 
unquestioningly into wherever you're led because people lack just basic common like decision making skills for themselves it's fucking sad like this is this is the world we live in and it's it, it is terrifying well, it's I, I think it's just a lifetime of propagandizing kids in government schools. I, I don't know any other explanation for it because and it doesn't seem I mean, it definitely seems to be more prominent on the left. Um, I think maybe that's just because the last couple of generations of people on the right have been sort of at the at the wrong end of the propaganda. <laughs> and so it's it's easier to see it when it's turned against you. But you'll you'll see fucking right where like they'll just jump on the fucking Israel ba- ba- uh, war bandwagon right after saying you, we shouldn't be involved in Ukraine. <laughs> this is like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What what changed? So it's just like I, it, it's crazy, man. It's absolutely insane to watch them do it in real time. But it's like they have done just an unbelievable job of wiping everybody's fucking brains clean. To just sort of open them up to this programming, you know, it's, it's just like they just took every everything that was in your brain and they shook it like an etch a sketch. So it's just like a blank slate, and they get to draw whatever the fuck they want in there now, and you're gonna go along with it. Well, and talk about the propagandizing they they put stuff out there all the time, and then and then when it happens, it's it's just not even surprising because they had already told us, like they already told us to be prepared for this. So now we, we, we kind of knew that this was coming. Like uh, it's weird when you see certain headlines and stuff and the things that, the things that make it into some of these like main, like I think business insider is a relatively mainstream uh, site for news and stuff like that. And here's what happens if Donald Trump dies while running in the 2024 presidential election. Like who comes up with the idea that, Hey, we should write this article. And then like, (laughs) <laughs> and then, of course, people on the left just think it's, you know, if something happens to Donald Trump now, it it gives fuel to the conspiracy theories that uh, they had it out for him all along. Of course. Yeah, it, there's almost it's almost like there's a rule that they have to abide by all these fucking crazy operatives in Washington, D.C. that run every that are, all these guys that are pulling the strings. It's like they have to tell you exactly what they're going to do before they do it it's almost like it's a fucking rule like they can't really lie to you they have to tell you the truth (laughs) but they do it in a way that makes it seem like they're not telling you exactly what's going to happen before it happens but i mean they they talk about fucking pandemics and shit before you know they basically the exact playbook for fucking covid talk about not believing your eye like what's right in front of you I mean, did anybody did anybody actually see pandemic with their own eyes? Did you see people dying in the streets? Did you see hospitals overwhelmed? Did you see like were there ambulances just flying through your neighborhood constantly because millions of people were dropping dead from COVID? No, I, I don't know anybody that saw that or even just kind of felt that way. All you saw was people wearing masks. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, one of the big local hospitals um, laid off a bunch of nurses and stuff early on, or not even early on, like about 
I guess it was uh, like in the fall of 2020 because everything had to be COVID except that there weren't enough COVID patients to keep everybody busy. So they had to let people go uh, like temporary layoffs, but still they were cutting staff because they didn't have, but at the same time, the local newspaper was running articles about how the hospital was at 85 and 90% capacity. And all of these nurses were so overworked and stressed out and drained and stuff like that. It's like, I, I literally know nurses who work there that have had their hours cut and have been laid off because they, because the hospital doesn't have enough going on. And yet the newspaper is running articles and interviewing like the entire interview was based on or uh, the entire article was based on the interview of one nurse, <laughs> like like this one nurse somehow speaks for the entire hospital. Like this is a massive fucking campus type of a hospital. Like this one nurse speaks for the whole thing. But it's like uh, it was like, holy yeah. hell, uh, it, it, it all just seems contrived. Like they just had to come up. They had to fire a bunch of people so that this nurse would be overwhelmed so they could interview her or him and get the get the fucking quote that they needed. It's unbelievable. Wait, so what happens when uh, if Donald Trump dies in 2024? The suspense is killing me. If Trump died after the last primary contest, but before the Republican National Convention, the other GOP presidential candidates would have to make a case to every state delegation at the convention for why they should be the party's nominee. <laughs> so basically, the the RNC gets to decide who would who would run in his place, and it would be a, a crapshoot um between all of the other previously declared candidates so right. chaos not, would like it doesn't go to a vote like the american people don't get to vote they just get to decide right so it it's would, gonna be like nikki haley it right that's the that's the crux of this it wouldn't go back to state primaries where the states actually pick like if it gets to that point and trump is the candidate that means that he won, you know, enough of those primaries to get the to get the delegation that he would be the candidate. Except that if he dies after after that, it doesn't go back to who the people actually want to be the candidate. It goes to whoever the the RNC decides is going to be the candidate, which means it'd be Nikki Haley. Like a hundred percent, or or fucking Chris Christie or something. It would Is be. Is he still in the race? <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, like Pence, Pence was polling better than him, and Pence dropped out. But for some reason, Christie's staying in it because I guess he just doesn't have anything else going on in his life. Like at least, at least Mike Pence has a wife. Uh, I don't, I don't know if Chris Christie, if he, yeah, if he has a wife. That the, it mentioned that in the debate that he likes to bang his wife or something. Banging a teacher. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Chris Christie, I think, is incapable of any physical acts other than just eating. <laughs> oh man, what? So, Those are just two awful visuals I gave the listeners. I apologize for that. <laughs> back to back. <laughs> so I, I wonder, I'm assuming the same could be said for the DNC, for like the Democrats, in the event that 
Biden were to die. Yeah. So See, that means Hillary Clinton is just a lock. And there have been, I've seen rumors that she has not completely written off the idea of running in 2024. Like up to this point, the Democrats have been pretty staunchly like there will not be anybody primarying Joe Biden. Joe Biden is our candidate. He is our pick. But then you've also started to see more and more stuff of late that is uh, critical of him or even kind of questioning his ability to continue to lead. Uh, not that he ever had any ability to lead, but just like the physical capability of standing up there and continuing to to uh, ramble on and and butcher Justin, everything. I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. He just negotiated a hostage release in in Gaza. Um, run down run down the list of accomplishments that I sent you. Oh yeah. That was a interesting. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> this is from uh, Billy Baldwin. This whole Biden thing's been a real roller coaster ride. Stock market up, inflation down, job growth up, unemployment down, wages up, gas prices down, 401k up, prime down, GDP up, prescription drug costs down, manufacturing jobs up, college loan debt down, union strength up, racism, misogyny, and intolerance down. Infrastructure investment up, impeachments and indictments down, democracy up, fascism down, hostages release, ceasefire extended. Yeah, dude, just so much winning. This is all the winning that Donald Trump was talking about that never he never delivered. Joe Biden's delivering. So I have no idea. It sounds like he's got another four years in him, no problem. Everything's great. I, I mean, everything is so good. I was joking about this on Twitter that they created this another Twitter account of Joe Biden's wins. It's called Biden's wins. <laughs> and they just fucking shout out all this stuff that, you know, all the good things that he's doing. It's it's really something to see. And if you watch uh, Morning Joe, I think that was Morning Joe. Oh man. About how 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 just um his age and experience and his wisdom is what's is what's working over in the Middle East. I mean, that's that's how he got all these hostages released. You know, you've talked about you've talked about doing a like a weekly section on uh shithole Chicago. I think we should do like a weekly Joe Scarborough loses his shit section. Like <laughs> This this Happy dude is, yeah. This dude is nuts. Said it before, I'll say it again. You've got a guy in there who's more equipped to do this and is more successful at doing this than any president since he turned up a little bit. And there's a reason. Both of those guys, both of those men, both of those presidents got into office with decades of experience in diplomacy, and it makes a difference. A lot of people say Biden's age is a factor, and you're damn right it is. Um, with his yeah. age, in a, possible, in a, in a great wisdom, way. Yeah. experience, he's not afraid to put himself out there. He knows it all could fall apart, but he's got guts, and he's unafraid. And that's what makes him an effective negotiator, effective at diplomacy. This is his second 
uh, war that he has actually visited the country in the middle of a hot war in his presidency. This president has made history on so many levels and the stupidity of the conversations about his age when right now age is absolutely a factor in these negotiations. I wouldn't want anybody else doing it. Make sure you fondle the balls. Don't don't forget about the balls while you're <laughs> don't forget to tickle the balls. I mean, that is I can't think of like I remember I still remember thinking to like forward to this day. I was like, this is going to be amazing. Joe Biden had already lost his mind like five or six years ago. He already had fucking full-blown dementia. And we are going to get to see Joe Biden. Uh, the the corporate press in real time tell you that he's doing a fantastic, not only a fantastic job. There's nobody else that could do this. Now you've you have all heard Joe Biden speak publicly over the last four years. Nobody else. You wouldn't want anybody else making this call to Hamas to negotiate on your behalf. Like you have you have a big problem. <laughs> Who are you gonna call? Joe Biden. Get Joe Biden on the phone. Get the big guy. He knows how to negotiate with all his wisdom. One like Jesus that. Christ, man. The only president that's traveled to two active war zones. Like, um, well, he went to Kiev, which was not I mean, Kiev was so under duress from Russian bombardment that they had a fucking U2 concert. And uh, Bono was there. You had they were like marching up oh, and down the streets. Yeah. Just- but there were sirens going off right, oh, yeah. right on cue. <laughs> as soon as the cameras turned on, there were air raid sirens. I remember that. It's a scary and, moment. And Israel, uh, have yeah. have you seen anything that leads you to believe that the that the whole attack was not like it? <laughs> it's. There were 9-11 comparisons made, and it's like, and it was like, yeah, I mean, those are apt comparisons. They were both choreographed by the, the Israeli government. Uh, Still haven't seen a satisfying explanation as to how everything just failed spectacularly all at once, every defense that they had. Yeah. But on a holiday. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, dude. And it's not like Donald Trump... Uh, waltzed into the fucking demilitarized zone, fucking North Korea by himself with no fucking armed security. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure. What's that chick's name? Oh, the one with uh, Joe Scarborough. I can't remember what his co-host. Yeah. That's not Mika Brzezinski, is it? That's a different one. I think that's a different chick. But I'm sure they were singing Donald Donald Trump's praises for his bravery. Because no president has ever done that, ever. Joe Biden still had fucking armed security all over him, and he's in friendly territory. <laughs> he's, he's in the he's in the countries that are begging him for money. It's like, what are they going to do to him? Oh, speaking of, have you seen the the latest on the disposition of Ukraine? There have been a number of so there was a an interesting article came out a few weeks ago and time magazine that had some like people within the Zelensky administration talking about how like we're going to lose and he's hell bent on like win win at all costs 
And now we've got 40 and 50 year olds going to the front lines because we've already mowed through all of our like young fighting age men. And, and now as the thing is kind of drug on uh, the, the reason that there could have been a peace deal at any point early on, like this, this didn't have to be a two year war. It could have been over within a couple of weeks, but NATO and the U S would not allow that. Like all of apparently every negotiation and everything that's been done, every step of the way from Ukraine has been done with the, we have to check with the boss type of a mentality and the boss being the U S intelligence agencies. So like everything's been run through the U S on this whole thing. And now the U S and NATO are starting to, are starting to, and, uh, and the other like European nations, are starting to suggest that maybe we should be looking for a peace deal, but they've, they've, they've like strung Zelensky along so far into this, that like he's win at all costs, which means uh, like literally sacrificing the entire male population of your country, because that's what they're going to do. And there is, there is no, no desire from anybody to send troops into Ukraine. Like the, the American the American troops who have gone to Ukraine are all like fucking mercenaries. They're, they're guys going in for hire. They're not actually being sent by the U S military. Uh, so it like, it's, it's crazy. I I'm wondering how much longer it's going to go. Uh, the last, the last several like offensives and counter offensives that Ukraine has tried to run, uh, have ended up being just catastrophic failures. So, and, uh, they're yeah. they're on their last legs i um i i did see this video it was it was really in like i don't know what the word is watching it it was a bunch of ukrainian soldiers and they were trying to do that fucking stupid thing that the military does where they like bring in some decent looking singer to perform for them to like get get their morale up did you see that the, yeah and the video like, got the video got removed. Uh, or I was just trying to find it. Yeah, yeah, okay. it got taken that down. Out. But it was it was a bunch of like, I mean, these guys look like they look old. Uh, they look old and dejected. Like, yeah. I don't want to fucking be here. This this is they were like 50, 55. Like they were old and gray and fucking miserable, and they got this stupid floozy like dancing around and singing and they're just like yeah nobody fucking gave a shit it's like yeah you're sending us off to die for no fucking reason we could have negotiated this two years ago (laughs) like basically two fucking years ago it's like do you ever get tired of being wrong like don't you just want to listen to me once back in what february uh what was it was it february of last year when this whole thing kicked off yeah. And we're just yeah, like, you guys first... have no chance of winning this. Just fucking make a deal now. Save a generation of lives, like thousands of lives. Unbelievable, man. It, these people are fucking sick, dude. They're criminals. And yeah, I've heard that there's multiple reports starting to come out that Zelensky is just fucking completely unhinged. Nobody likes to lose, dude. And then you start like revenge, like fight. Like you're just going to double down on your horrible ideas. Because you don't want to accept defeat. 
It's, tra- it's tragic, man. They, there was what? just it was never going to happen. And there, there was all this propaganda about how the Russians were going to get their they were getting their ass kicked. And, uh, you know, here's videos of these Russian troops that Ukrainians captured and they're being forced to fight. And then, you know, all this stupid shit is like, yeah, OK. The Russians were playing patty cake with them for a while. And then they just fucking dropped the hammer. There's no well, fucking way Ukraine was going to win this. Well, and like one of the things that's been talked about in some of the articles is how Russia has taken a roughly as many casualties as Ukraine has, except that Russia's emptying out their prisons and sending people that they don't want and pulling people from Siberia and like they're they're not sending they're not sending like the top flight. They're just they're just grabbing folks and being like, all right, time to go. If you live, you get to be free. And if you don't, you get to be free in a different way. That's always been the way Russia. It's like they got plenty of fucking Russians, man. They're right, running out of Russians anytime soon. <laughs> it's just yeah, they'll just sacrifice fucking millions of them. They don't give a shit. Well, and also it's being, it's becoming like more and more clear that Russia never had any intent of pushing into and like trying to overthrow all of Ukraine. They had very specific goals in mind. And now that the whole the, like the war has hit us, has hit a stalemate, not because Ukraine is holding Russia back from pushing further, but because Russia did exactly what they intended to do. And now they're just sitting pat. And every time Ukraine tries to push them back out, they just hold their ground like it's it's become very apparent that the whole like Putin's trying to take over all of Ukraine was always a crock of shit. Yeah, well, it's it's pretty interesting now. All these people that were insistent on not negotiating some sort of a peace deal a year ago. Um, it was Putin's going to take Poland's going to be next. And then, you know, after that, it's just all of Europe is going to fall to Russia and the Soviet Union is going to resurrect. And also there's we cannot negotiate. Even Nikki Haley, just like two weeks ago, <laughs> was like pounding her fucking fist at a fucking Republican debate about how we can't do this. If we do this, then the Chinese are going to take Taiwan and Europe's going to fall and the end of the world, all this shit. And now it's like, yeah, you know, the, I don't really want to cut any more checks. We got this Israel thing popping off and we're going to focus our attention on that. So maybe we should start negotiating. It doesn't look like Ukraine can win. Okay. Well, that was fun. That was good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, a year and a half of slaughtering people to get to exactly where we should have been at the beginning. All right. It's fucking These fucking politicians, dude. And the American people that go along with it. Remember all those people posting on the Ukraine flag and on their fucking profile and I don't mind paying more for gas if this little girl gets to be free, yada, yada. And, uh, yeah, that all dries up real quick. Well, like the the uh, the whole talk about, like, they're going to take Ukraine and Poland would be next and yada, yada, yada. Hasn't the Polish prime minister been pretty, like, pro-Russia for the most part like he there have been a bunch of sanctions and stuff that he refused to impose because he's like 
I got to take care of us. And Russia is a big part of taking care of us. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure it was the Polish prime minister that, whenever they had first put on all those Russian sanctions, he basically just said, "No, fuck you." Like if that would that that would I would freeze our entire country to death come winter. He was like, "I'm not doing that." So you can kiss my ass. Yeah, it's real easy for the U.S. to just be like, "Hey, you know, don't take their natural gas," and <laughs> like you sacrifice all this shit, and um, we're gonna sit here and just fucking grandstand and launder a bunch of money. It, 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 it's it's just ridiculous to watch this all play out, but I, I'm sure Joe Biden will get all the credit for whatever peace deal. I mean, I don't know why he just didn't do this earlier. Was he saving all of his uh, great wisdom and negotiation skills for Israel? Yes. Or, or maybe, that's exactly. maybe he just forgot. Maybe he forgot all of the years of experience that he had negotiating peace deals and once he once he got these hostages released from Gaza, now he's like, oh shit, yeah, now I, I remember what to do. I got the, I got my groove back. Let me go negotiate peace in Ukraine too. I, it, what's, it probably, what's taking him so long from doing that? It probably took him a year and a half to figure out which one of the four clones was the the best at talking to, to at talking peace deals. Like they, they've been having to grill them and run them through drills and figure out which all right, which one is going to be the one that goes and does this. Just, I mean, how do these people sit on national TV with a straight face? You're goddamn right. His age is a factor. It's a great factor because he's negotiating peace deals. It's like, motherfucker, he popped off another war. Like, it's the second we pulled out of fucking Afghanistan, he forced another war. If he's this wonderful negotiator with all his wisdom, first of all, how did he not see this coming? I saw it coming a mile away and I'm just a fucking idiot podcaster. I don't have all these, you know, these wise years of experience that Joe Biden has. Why did he let it get to this point? Why did he let an entire generation of Ukrainians get wiped off the face of the earth? How many times have we seen him shit his pants on stage, like in front of a camera, like where he'll just like stop talking for a second and then pick it back and up or like tail it out of there yeah the other day <laughs> what was like, the one the other day yeah he just started like, walking like, like I'm out of here. <laughs> that's the that's the quickest that dude's moved since he fell off his bike i don't even know i don't even have the words for it anymore you just sit back and watch and remember that this is i i just wish like somebody who knows how to do video video editing maybe this is you justin needs to put together some of these clips of like Joe Scarborough and whatever that fucking chick's name is, like singing Joe Biden's praises. And then on the other side of the screen is Joe Biden just doing what he does on a normal day, on a daily basis. With all his wisdom, trying to give a a speech, he'll just give up on a thought like halfway through. (laughs) Just starts mumbling things. I mean, dude, there are so many funny clips of Joe Biden out there. Like, remember when he was trying to say a bunch of fucking... Chinese names or something. <laughs> he just keeps butchering it. And it's just like, yeah, me trying to order Chinese food or something. Yeah, that one was pretty good. But that's Business Insider will write an article about what would happen if Donald Trump dies before the election. <laughs> Biden's older than he is. Like, <laughs> but then yeah. Oh, there's another decline, but we're not going to talk about that. 
Justin, he's only 4% older. <laughs> I saw the joke, what that fucking stupid ass speed of Asians. Uh, George Tataki, or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, <laughs> they are in full fucking campaign with Florida. It's unbelievable to watch them carry water for him. Uh, he's like, Joe Biden is 4% older than Donald Trump. And then he just starts going through all these things. Is this 4% better? Is this 4% better? Is that 4% better? Uh, here it is. Here we go. I got it. Uh, on election day, Biden will be 29,936 days old. Donald Trump will be 28,634 days old. Joe Biden is about 4% older than Trump. Is Biden at least 4% more honest, 4% more intelligent, 4% more experienced, 4% more stable, 4% more qualified to be president? These are the questions you have to ask yourself, folks. <laughs> this is a serious guy. He's got 3.3 million followers. It's hard to tell the difference between real, real journalism and satire. Like it's it's why the Dennis phenomenon was so like spectacular while it was really hitting off. And some of us still still Dennis uh fairly regularly but like it's why the dentist phenomenon was so amazing when it was happening because the shit that everybody would say like through their parody accounts was things that you could legitimately believe that person would say and so like that's what made it so amazing is because you can't you you can't tell the difference between is this guy actually writing a serious article or is this complete total fucking bullshit like what, what's going on yeah you actually you have to do research and, and it's become too easy now i think i might have been joking about this on twitter i was like are, are people just getting tired of trolling because it's too fucking easy it's too goddamn easy now <laughs> it's I, I have become way too familiar with the writings of way too many crazed leftists because I'll see something and I think, God, this has got to be parody. Like, this is amazing. I want to see what else this this motherfucker writes because this is good shit. And then I look them up and holy shit, they actually meant it. It was all serious. And they've written like a dozen pieces saying the exact same thing. And they've even done research. And it's like, oh, my God, I went from thinking this person was a comedic genius to realizing they're actually a fucking retard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the one I saw today was was wonderful. It, it's two old fucking idiots wearing masks outside, with uh, holding up Republicans for Joe Biden signs. Let me, can I, let me fucking pull this up. Where is it? What? I yeah. Here, I'm gonna send it to you right now. Um. And I, I, uh, yeah, I think I reposted it or retweeted it, whatever. I was like, you spelled retards wrong. <laughs> These are retards for Joe Biden. And the guy that posted it was that Brooklyn dad defiant guy, you know, he's so uh -huh. defiant that. I'm yeah, surprised. Lost... Go ahead. Oh, I said, I'm surprised he hasn't blocked me. <laughs> Brooklyn dad defiant. Yeah, he's so defiant. 
He's uh, on the side of every fucking corporate press, academia, and Hollywood. On the side of all their fucking things. But he's defiant. And uh, yeah, we, he says, we need a lot more of this in 2024. Two old fucks wearing masks outside, Republicans for Biden. <laughs> are there are there other Republicans for Biden, or is it just the two of them? Like, just there's a two. good, you know... I don't know if Trump will die before the election, but I would be willing to bet the two of them will. They look very frail. I, I don't know, dude. They got their masks on. They're being very, very cautious. It's, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I do hear there are rumblings of a new mysterious virus wreaking havoc in China, and it's made its way to the U.S., Justin. Have you heard this? <laughs> No, no, I have apparently been way out of the loop. What is this? Oh, I got here. Um, I'll send you something else. I forgot to send you this one because <laughs> this is probably just my reply to it. But um, oh, yeah, this one's affecting children. So they See, they worked out they, they worked out all the kinks in COVID nineteen. That's how they get you. They couldn't convince you that children were actually in danger the first time around. So now they had to go back and retool. Happening now, the mysterious respiratory illness that has been hitting China hard has now made its way to the United States. Washington, D.C. is now seeing an uptick in hospital cases due to this mysterious illness. The illness appears to hit children the hardest, but China is still saying that they haven't seen any reason for concern yet. The WHO is monitoring the situation. After COVID, does anyone trust anything anymore? I mean, after COVID, how, how many people have been sitting around saying, watch, towards the end of the year, getting close to 2024, there's going to be some new thing so that they can do all of the same shit that they did to make sure that... The election works out th- like, man, be more fucking tra- transparent, please. Like, hey, if, it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> it worked like a fucking charm. I've just been seeing. I mean, I see. Yeah, there's my reply to it. <laughs> I mean, I just see these. I've seen like three or four of these posts and I just post the exact same, the, the exact same reply from Back to the Future. Yeah, I've seen this. one. It's a classic. <sighs> Saw it on a rerun. Yeah. Get ready. You're gonna get to watch it all play out again. I, I'm now, I'm just I'm surprised that Joe Biden's uh wisdom and his four percent being better at everything isn't enough to just lock down this election. <laughs> yes, four percent better at everything, four percent higher in inflation, uh four four percent higher total of people dropping out of the job out of the job market. Uh what else we what else we got? Well, the national debt has gone up by a lot more than 4%. Hey, that's winning, though, yeah. because if you you can't take it with you when you die, so you got to spend it now, right? That's that's like the government. That's the government way of, of thinking. Buy now, pay later. That's <laughs> that is basically what the entire U.S. Uh, from the federal government on down to the individual that's how we sustain ourselves now <laughs> buy now pay later i saw i don't know if i sent you that article or not i thought i did but um the uh the cyber monday sales were off the charts great great strong sales numbers coming in because everyone is doing the uh the buy now pay later thing and of course the they measured by how much was spent not how many things were actually bought so if inflation is you know 12 15% which 
it's probably closer to that than the actual number that they're admitting to. Well, then, yeah, obviously the sales numbers are going to be through the roof because everything costs 15% more than it did a year before. So how many actual items are being sold is what they should measure. But of course, that's not what they're, they're just going to go with raw sales numbers. Right. Yeah, I can do anything with statistics except tell the truth. Um, but yeah, apparently people are just financing everything. You buy it now, you pay later. Um, burritos, Subway sandwiches. I mean, clothes. They're taking that that collapsitarian uh, long view on things. It's like I feel more confident that the whole thing is going to implode and cave in on itself then i'm going to actually reach a point that i have to start making payments on this so let's just roll let's just roll the dice and see how it works out right uh, or just like okay i'll pay it back a year from now how much value is the dollar going to lose over the next year like you're right. going to get to pay it back with fucking monopoly money I, I mean yeah a lot of these places if you if you get a if you get like a store credit card or something right now and buy all this shit today you don't have to make your first payment for six months like it's it's some of them are interest free for six to 12 months so you don't really have to make your first payment for six months it's like okay i'll just kind of sit around and wait and then start yeah i'll pay you i'd gladly pay you tomorrow for a hamburger today <laughs> Oh man, it is, dude. We are just—it's full clown world. It's absolutely ridiculous. I can't believe stores are still doing that. Ever, but I, if you got—if you want to make a sale, like that's the only way you can do it. Nobody's got any money anymore to just spend on things. The with with credit the way it is, I mean, it's all just make believe. None of it exists. It's, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's. It, it's pretty fucking crazy to watch everything go. And then you see the, the Biden wins. There's a good follow for everybody on Twitter. Biden wins. Talking about how great everything is. It is great that you can you can pay for your Chipotle burrito in four installments of uh, $2.87. <laughs> well, and like the crazy thing is like, like as far as, as far as money goes, like I said, it's it's all make believe. Like I don't see any of it. As far as I'm as far as I'm concerned, my bank account's just a bunch of numbers in a spreadsheet somewhere. Like it it exists out in imaginary land. It's not actually real because I I'm, I'll never see all of that cash. And even if I did, that's worthless too. I mean, whenever this whole thing like finally does cave in on itself like that you know you you hear all the the boomers all the time like oh you, you need to keep everything in cash you need cash 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 it's like okay when this whole thing fucking implodes in on itself what is your cash it's an inefficient fire starter yeah it wouldn't even make good toilet paper um it's like milton friedman always said the only like the the solution to high inflation is high living or something like that like just fucking spend it spend it as soon as it comes in get Get fucking physical hard things that are of value to you. It's funny money. It's all bullshit, dude. It's not backed by anything. Anyway, we uh coming up on time. You got anything going on this week? Uh Friday evening at 8 30 p.m. Central. Uh my buddy Mark Metz is gonna join me and we are going to do our Bronze Age mindset episode. So we'll be uh 
we'll be looking at the Bronze Age mindset and some of the ideas and concepts of the book and what he talks about. And uh, it's, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I actually, my episode of my show that's coming out tomorrow is something of a precursor to that. It's, uh, I looked at an, at an article that kind of talks about the uh, Napoleon movie, the Ridley Scott Napoleon movie that's coming out, which I'm, I, I haven't, like been excited to go see something in the theater in a while. Like Guardians of the Galaxy three, I wanted to go see it, but I wasn't like excited about it. But I, I'm kind of, I, I might drag, I, tr- I might drag the boy along for for Napoleon. I think, I think it could be a a good one. I'm trying to think of the last thing I saw in a theater. I don't remember. It was last year. It's like the first time I've been to a movie in years, and uh, I don't remember what the fuck it was. Anyway. Uh, Friday. Friday is supposed to be our happy hour, I think. I may have to yeah. be late. Or I may have to cut out early and then come back late. All right. And we're going to do a live show Friday. Heck yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty much all I got, too. So it's about to get really hot in here. Glad we're doing this a little earlier now. I'm going to go hit the beach or something, get a beach walk in, get some sunshine. That's it. That's a wrap. So we'll see everybody on Friday. Until then, you know the drill. Just keep on pedaling. That's so-called fiction. Peace.